thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Tim. Why don't you uh, kind of let everyone know who you are and what do you do? Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I, uh, my name is Tim Ryan, as you mentioned. I'm the executive director of an organization called Startwheel. And what Startwheel is, is it is an organization to better consolidate and coordinate and celebrate the entrepreneurial efforts that are taking place across Hampton Roads. And I guess the way that I got into the space or was asked to take, take over the organization was uh, the fact that I've been in the startup community around the Hampton Roads area for quite some time. And there, there's, it's a great thing, don't get me wrong, there's so many different things that are taking place within Hampton Roads in terms of events and educational series um, and people trying to do different efforts that we, it was time for someone to step up and really organize, try to better organize everything so that it was a, a one-stop shop so if people wanted to attend an event or if somebody wanted to start a business, they would know where to go to, where to turn to, so they could see uh, one place, all the different things that were, that were going on. Um, and that really, I guess, stemming back a little bit further, before that I was uh, the director of a, of a business incubator in Williamsburg. Uh, and I did that for close to five years. Uh, that was something that I started from the very beginning and uh, grew it to the point where uh, William & Mary has just taken over uh, operation of that. So that was a, a, a pretty cool success story for my life to be able to start something from zero uh, and have it to the point where it's essentially acquired by uh, a university such as William & Mary. It was, it was great and being able to work with hundreds of different companies uh, to get them started, to get them on their way. We had some successes. And uh, you know, even to the point where some people found out that they didn't even want to run a business uh, or it wasn't cut out for them. That was a success too because you know, we want to make sure that if people are going to fail, that they fail fast. But um, I've been involved in the startup community for a long time. And um, it's, it's great to, to work with all the people that are looking to change their world in, in their own special way. That's fantastic. Um, and you have some business experience as an operator as well. Maybe you mm -hmm. can talk a little bit about like, what was it, like your first job? Like, you know, like what did you do? What, what were you like, I guess, as a, as yeah. a kid? I mean, it was, it was, I was the, the type of kid that I wanted to, I was always looking for the good time. And um, I didn't really, I didn't, grades were not a priority to me at all. Uh, so when it came to, graduating. Uh, I graduated. I knew college wasn't, wasn't ready for me, so I went into the Air Force, uh, and I was able to, to travel the world. And I really, looking back, today if I look back, I, uh, I, I attribute a lot of the grit that I have to the Air Force, um, because when you're in the Air Force, or any branch of the military for that matter. And if you're out there in, in the field and, and, and you're facing a situation, you, you don't have the luxury to raise money, uh, raise capital to, to solve a problem. You had to be really, really gritty. That's a and, great point. And you had, to, you had to find a way to accomplish the mission. So, so fast forward to today, I mean, that is something that yeah, I, I one nothing really irritates me more than when someone says, "Well, I can't start a business until I raise money." It's like, 
there's a hundred different things that you can do. You know, so what, what can we do today to start bootstrapping this or even validating your idea? There's, there's tons of different things. So I attribute that to the Air Force, but uh, I went to, uh, that's when I went to college is when I was in the Air Force. Uh, was able to take advantage of the, of the GI Bill. That paid for my, um, my master's program. I went to business school at William & Mary. Got my MBA there, but... Um, Go tribe. Yeah, and, and, and I did leave the Air Force after, after 12 years. Uh, I mean, life happens. I was married with two kids, and um, I knew that I had one chance to watch my kids grow up, and I wanted to, to be there for them. So I left the, uh, left the Air Force, then I went to Booz Allen Hamilton as a uh, defense consultant there. And again, that, those were more tools that I could put in my toolbox. Uh, so I had great experience there. That's where I went to business school. And uh, when I finished with business school, I knew that I was going to uh, resign from my position at Booz Allen and start my own business. And the whole idea from there was to, uh, was to work with early stage startups and uh, small businesses to, to, to give them the tools that they needed to succeed. Um, and the way that I found that out was, was I knew when I was at Booz Allen that it was, it was the relationships that I had with my clients that that was what, that's how business was generated. I mean, it was great to be able to have the brand of uh, whatever company that you represented on your, on your lanyard, but really what at the end of the day was sold the business was the relationships that you had. So I knew that if I could work with those small businesses and, and help them establish those relationships, ensure that they were the, uh, to market themselves properly, that they could grow their business and succeed as well. And uh, so that's where everything all started, uh, was when I started my business, working with the early stage startups. And eight years later, I'm still doing the same thing. So it's been a fun ride. That's amazing. So Booz Allen to starting your business and maybe talk a little bit about like, what what did you see in startups? I guess because um, that's kind of early on where <clears throat> I I don't know. It seems like there's a certain arc of the startup yeah. uh, awareness and you know just introducing uh, you know every. I mean it's a very unique operating industry, right? Like it's mm-hmm. much different than uh, consulting itself or uh, insurance or. Uh, it, any any industry. So, what were you doing at Booz Allen? Maybe, maybe talk a little bit about like what were you doing? Like, if there was some kind of industry vertical, was there any exposure? Did you have a yeah. client, or like did you know, like recognize this relationship? Maybe expand on I, that. Yeah, I mean that's a great question in the sense <clears throat> I I don't you know uh, the short answer is I I was pretty naive um, with a lot of things looking back. Um, one thing that I did recognize. Uh, was that there are so many people that were trying to start a business that they are so good at whatever individual service that they were offering or skill they were able to provide or whatever it was that they were able to produce. They were really, really good at that one thing, but they didn't know anything about business. And I would see these people around the community. I'm like, gosh, you, you do such great work, but no one has ever heard of you or you have no idea how to to price your business and um, or just whatever structure needed to be formed around what they were good at. So uh, going through 
business school, I just felt the, the, the need to go and help these people. I, uh, like I said, I had two kids at the time, and, and this was the place that we were calling home, and I really wanted to um, make, my, make my mark and, and make an impact uh, in, in ways of whatever I could. At the same time, again, I was naive in the sense of I had to quickly learn that I couldn't help everybody. And some people, some people were just not coachable. And that, is, that was something that I had to learn was the fact that um, no matter how much I could buy in to their vision uh, or what their business was going to do, I couldn't want it more than they did. Mm. And there was a lot of times, and I've worked with a lot of different people that I was like, man, they had brilliant, brilliant business ideas, but they were, could not be coached. Um, so I couldn't get them to the to the next level, nor uh, to the, the with the people that I would introduce them to. Yeah, you know, they they were not coachable, and uh, so essentially their businesses failed. So I had to and I had to learn that along the way that if I'm going to work with somebody or help somebody or uh, open up my dating myself my rolodex to uh my contact list to to these businesses that they have to be coachable and show that they can succeed and want it makes sense so what was the first thing you kind of did when you started working with early stage companies um i mean one of the first things it was really thinking about it was start peninsula that was uh that was so uh guy by the that you and i both know zach miller at that point had started start norfolk and another person was toying with the idea of starting start peninsula and he needed some help so uh, that was something that we had I, i had helped uh put start peninsula on from the very beginning and just seeing how everything has changed. When we first started that, I mean, we, there was a lot of businesses, a lot of people that that wanted to have the opportunity to, to get some some quick seed funding for their business, but their their businesses, their their pitch was terrible. Um, so we really had to start from the very beginning uh, in terms of what is your idea, what is the problem that you're solving, um, how do you pitch that, how do you validate what's going on and, and today Star Peninsula still is a platform to validate that business idea um, but now when you fast forward to, uh, to some events that are taking place last week we uh, had an event called 757 Pitch and it's amazing to see the quality of the businesses that are now presenting and pitching their business I mean it has improved so much um, that, that it really is a sign of, of how our area has, has matured and we've really raised the bar that um, people are getting smarter, people are getting better, and uh, it's that that's everybody doing their part, which is has been fun to watch. Love that. And so maybe talk a little bit about like just companies that you've seen, like in, like how many ideas do you get to look at every month? <laughs> it's a lot. And then and that's one of the things that I love about what I do is I am surrounded by optimistic people that believe that they're going to be able to change the world in their own way. And that's, so that makes going to work really, really fun. I don't, I mean, I, I don't even call it work because, uh, 
It's yeah, it can't be that, work when you're. Uh... Yeah, and, and it, so it's like, and I I hear some people that they you know they dread Mondays uh, because yeah. they're going into uh, the cube farm and everybody is miserable and uh, it's it's not that way in the entrepreneurial community. I mean, we we have high highs and we have really low lows, but uh, the beautiful thing is is that when you're around like-minded people and you see somebody in a low, we pick each other up and we dust each other off and we, we keep on pressing forward. But I mean, I hear tons and tons of ideas and... Um, what are the themes maybe? Are you seeing um, a lot of a particular brand or a lot of a particular, uh, you know, like from the outside looking mm-hmm. in, I see, uh, I don't know, I, I see, I mean, there, there's a... There's a there's a lot of uh, AI. I mean, there's a lot of um, CBD. I mean, there's like trends, I guess. Yeah. But like, what do you see? The the biggest trend that I see right now is so many uh, uh, businesses with a a social benefit to it. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting how the 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 next generation of, of businesses, if you will, they just, they have that, that giving heart and they want to, they want to contribute something to, to better, better the people and era humanity around them, which is great. Uh, at the same time, it's difficult because their hearts sometimes are bigger than <laughs> their their business mind and they want to yeah. give everything away and as, as, so as working with them can't give away what you don't have <laughs> yeah you, you got to monetize it somehow um, and with that there's a lot of people that they're they, they just immediately want to go into the nonprofit world and it's like it's great but you, even if you go in if you're a nonprofit you still have to have a you have to offer something. You have to have a business model. You have to generate revenue because the days of relying on grants or people's generosity are, are long, long gone. That's a good point. Um, so a lot of times I'll, I'll tell them either start as an LLC or, uh, you know, then or consider a, a benefit corporation of some kind. You know, so that way you can, you can still do both things. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that are trying to, to go after uh, and solve social causes of some kind. And you had your own agency of some mm-hmm. type. Do you want to maybe talk a little bit about that? Maybe what kind of work or clients you yeah, worked we, with? Yeah, we would do um, a lot of, of, lot of marketing work, uh, web, web development work, um, graphic design work as well. And it's, 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 in this area, it's tough. There's a, there's a lot of, and, and we still do it, um, and we have plenty to keep us busy. It's just one of those things that we don't actively, um, I guess we, we retain the clients that we have that um, cool. we, we really don't have a lot of room for additional new work. So, uh, but it, th- that part is fun as well to be able to take someone's idea from a napkin and, and transform that into something that is thriving and doing well um and, and with what i do and with what the rest uh, rest of my business does it's it's so many people think that man i just need this website and then once this website goes live everything's going to change that's it and all you need like, is the website <laughs> and it's like gosh if you only knew so uh you know, I mean, as you know, I mean, you've got to drive people to your website, <laughs> and if once you drive people, then you got to hope that it's going to convert them into buying or whatever 
call to action is that you're trying to uh, that you're putting forward so a lot of times it's uh, it's it's telling those people that say again let's validate and once we validate then we can grow but I mean just creating a ten thousand dollar website is not going to make your business successful yep and maybe let's talk about some of the events in the startup space uh, specifically in the region um, you know I don't know who's listening maybe there's people that might be listening from you know neighboring regions and I know mm-hmm. we have a, a way of attracting you know uh, I, I think that's an interesting point about startup world too is that you kind of attract companies not just from the region I mean mm-hmm. they come from all over like to that point about 757 pitch we hosted an event here and I know we had people down from like DC, DC and yeah. maybe some other places <clears throat> excuse me maybe for 2020 what are some like good events or yeah <laughs> I guess they're all good events but what are some events that you know if you're running a company you shouldn't miss or that you should at least be aware of that's happening whether it's like the next start peninsula mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. uh maybe it's a some other mixing event where you get to network with uh operators or investors right and that's uh and, and, and that's a really good point that i want to touch on before i forget it is that so many times uh people i'll hear people like oh, i already know that i don't need to go to that event or uh, i'm not you know, I'm not interested in going to that type of event. But they, they're missing like 50% of the purpose of, uh, of these events. And it's, it's the serendipitous meetings with other people or running into that person that you haven't seen in six months or 12 months or meeting someone that knows somebody. I mean, it's just those, those meetings and collisions, if you will, with people and where that can lead to. I've seen so many partnerships or deals happen as a result of that that is continuing to bring people together is, I mean, that's really where the magic happens. Um, So I, I, I like to remind people that one, you never stop learning, but two, you, you never know who you're going to meet and you never know going to, you never know who you're going to meet, who that person may know as well. Um, but, uh, and then to your other point in terms of us attracting so many people from outside the region, I mean, that's one of the big talks about Hampton Roads or the 757 or whatever we're calling uh, ourselves is, you know, we, we, we really, the entrepreneurial community is forming and the community that we have created, we don't care about borders or localities or we just, we just want to succeed. And we're really becoming the change agent for the region as a whole in the sense of that's, that's think as a region. Um, and so we are attracting people from all over the place and, and, and we're, starting to, to create that change uh, from a community sense that uh, is, is forcing some of the, the people that have been in the, the decision makers that have been in those seats for much longer to think differently. That perfect example is, is something in the water. I mean, so there's a, that, that's, there's a pitch competition that uh, applications are open for that, which nice. will take place in April. But I mean, something like 
the amount of change that Pharrell has created so quickly that has benefited, benefited everybody. I mean, people were Airbnb being uh, up to as far as Williamsburg. Wow. Uh, and hotels were sold out all over the place. So this is something that, sure, it happened in Virginia Beach, but the benefit is, is all over the place. So uh, getting back to just some of your questions, as a, some fi- or something in the water has yep. a, a pitch event that's, that's taking place. Um, <clears throat> Stark Peninsula, is uh, we're changing our format a little bit. We used to, it used to be a weekend competition, but now we're, um, yeah, again, uh, not only do we help people grow businesses, but we have to also follow the same guidelines that we teach other businesses. So getting people to attend Star Peninsula over the course of a weekend was really, it was challenging. So the, no, it, the numbers were dwindling because mm. life gets in the way and life is busy. So uh, rather than having a weekend event, um, we're, we're changing the format now that we're going to have four micro pitch competitions um, and we'll partner with, with organizations like 757 Pitch so that we can create that density to, to bring more collisions and serendipitous meetings together. But uh, with those four micro-pitch competitions, then we'll, the, the people that place in the top three for each of those, that will form a top 12. And then Star Peninsula, the main event, will be a one-night competition where the top 12 then compete for... Uh, the top three will get $5,000 each in seed funding. So a uh, little bit of shift there, but uh, people like the like the competitive aspect. Dilutive or non-dilutive? Non-dilutive. Um, so that's great. I mean, it's cool. just, it's, um, but we have, uh, corporations are now starting to jump on board, like Ferguson Ventures is, is leading by example in terms of what it is that they're doing. And uh, they know that, Again, if, if they they're headquartered here in this region, that they want to, they need to invest in this area to attract and retain the talent that uh, that we have. So uh, they've been great partners of ours. Um, the big thing it, it's it's really been a challenge for me as the the director of of Starwheel is tr- combing through and sifting through all the events that take place. That uh, we, we've transitioned in the sense of. We no longer really compete against one another. We all collaborate really well. It's just we are, we are now to the point where we're competing against everybody else's time, the people that will attend the events. Mm. Uh, we have to make sure that instead of doing our own thing, maybe we can partner with a couple organizations so that we can bring more people together in one event and create that density so that we can value people's time as opposed to diluting everybody and having a handful of people at three different events that are all taking place at the same night at different locations so uh love that um and i i can't let you go without talking about fundraising um Mm -hmm. i know you see a lot of uh you know (laughs) wide-eyed entrepreneurs that basically come across your desk and maybe go on to raise seed or a or and so on and so forth acquisition what's going on in that world here just do you have a sense of like i know i'm seeing different numbers and statistics about the regions supporting more um you know 100 billion plus venture capital i think from 2018 you know over 100 billion i guess flew you know Mm -hmm. went into deals went into companies i don't i didn't i don't know what 2019 was um 
I heard a statistic of like a couple billion in like the northern Virginia DC region kind of you know flowed into mm-hmm. uh, companies. I know there's a a large uh, concentration of that is in California sure. or Boston or maybe in Austin, Texas. Is there any sense of like maybe what our region has kind of you know put into companies or like any successes um just broadly speaking just talk about like maybe what you you know any any success stories you've seen this kind of thing yeah we it's interesting and in terms of again our our region is really coming together and and the pieces are in place and now it's a matter of of maturing so that everything really really works well together um there's plenty of money in the area in terms of uh, from investors. It's a matter of we've got to build the right businesses to that to make them investable companies, and that is so that and that's happening. So we we, we talked about the different events like the Stark Peninsulas, the seven five seven pitches. Uh, so we have platforms for to validate those businesses. We have groups like 757 Accelerate and 757 Angels um, that are there to make companies investable and to invest in those companies. And now it's a matter of filling the gap between those two areas. Um, What does that look like to fill the gap between those two areas, do you think? Well, the interesting thing is that that people, uh, you know, they'll watch a a TV show like A Shark Tank and they'll think, all I got to do is got to pitch to some investors and, and money's just going to fall in my lap and things, that easy. everything's going to get super easy. I mean, we're talking, there's nothing to it, right? Um, but there's so much more to that. And so if people, they, they want that immediate satisfaction or success. I mean, it's just, you know, the seven night or the seven year overnight success story. Um, so after they've been turned down from the first couple or if they're not coachable then they're like oh this area this area sucks i'm moving to <laughs> dc or i'm going to to california yeah. or when the reality is it's like you're you're you, your business isn't ready yet and so here you can be a big fish in a small pond or you can try to go where there's a lot more activity but you're going to be a smaller fish in a larger pond and if you can't if you're not going to be successful here, then chances are you're not going to be successful anywhere else. So it's a matter of, of working with those couple companies that are really showing that promise and letting them be the, the anchor stores or anchor businesses, if you will, that let them, let them lead the way, bring the attention so that we can continue to build on top of that. And um, so one of the companies that comes to mind is SVT Robotics. I mean, they've done really, really well, um, and they've raised a significant amount of money. Uh, they they started at the launch pad when I was there, Did and they? yeah, it was, it was it's a cool story. I mean, it was a, a, AK is they're, AK, they're talented. You know, AK is great, and and I I mean I remember the day that uh, Mike Howes, who's the the other co-founder. Yes. He wandered up to the launch pad and just wanted to check things out because he thought it was going to be free or cheap office space. And um, <laughs> that was a nice office. They uh, so they, they they moved into the launch pad and, and then we got them and they they had it. They they had the 
they knew what they needed to do. They they left their jobs that they had, so it was they had to succeed, and uh, they put forth the effort. I would love to take all the credit, but they were they were coachable. They did things that they needed to do. They've uh, they've raised significant amounts of money, uh, so we need to we need to put them up on a on the pedestal and let them be the leaders of the community and, and, and continue to attract more and more businesses like them to tell, so that they can tell everybody, hey, this is how we did it. You can do it here. But the challenge is, is that when you have a successful business, you know, then, then you're starting to make highlight, uh, the, the headlines and, and you're getting on the radar, radar from other locations. So now you know, we, other, other, other places are looking at an SVT and um, they they're attractive because they see the potential in them. Um, but they're great guys and they're committed to staying in the area. Um, but we've got a, we've got a, the next step is really after seed, how do we get companies to stay here for a series A and a series B without outside investors really putting the pressure on them to move to an Atlanta or an Austin or a Boston or some some other place that has a lot of a lot more density than we have. So, um, but we're getting there. It's fun. Yeah. No, it's. I could talk about this all day. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll kind of get this wrapped up on where can the listeners found or find you, follow you, or connect with you, and um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so Startwheel, uh, our website is startwheel.org, um, where we keep everything updated there, uh, and all the same social media handles uh, are all Startwheel, at Startwheel. Uh, my personal Twitter handle is at uh, RyanTNT, uh, and I'll put a lot there on, on Twitter as well. But um, from Startwheel, you can definitely get in touch with me, and I would love to connect with all of all of the listeners thanks so much for doing this thank you so much